man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, I was going to get this thing started and then I spill my morning tea all over the computer don't don't just say that. now don't don't say morning tea okay morning uh, tea no why like because it just sounds so you know mm, so yankee my morning tea something that okay you know, should my be like morning a coffee or, energy okay how about that yeah Is that's that better that's better than yeah i'm i got just good old coffee but you know i don't know why you young people don't like coffee what's wrong with coffee Young people. Yeah. My wife is way into coffee. And so much so that it is it is a marital issue that we have to deal with Why, from you, time to time. To I actually it. like coffee. Yeah. I just don't like uh I don't know. I just I just because everybody else likes it, I just don't want to have to like it. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to be different. Hey, it's the outdoor zone. Welcome. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning. Plus, you can find us 24-7, 365 at your favorite podcast outlets. You know, that deal, that whole podcast thing, Yeah, I mean. What's going on with it? That's that's like a big deal, apparently. People listen to those all the time. You know, I, well, I, I mean, think... not just ours, just podcasts in general. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah, people, while they're doing work, or I talked to a guy last week who said, hey, you guys sounded pretty good. He was mowing lawns or doing some handiwork and just listening to it. Just- I was kind of being iron- uh, silly because I listen to podcasts, like, constantly now. Oh. I used to not, but I do now. Like, the last, I don't know, six months probably, oh, you- I'm like way into podcast you're growing up so much over the I last know, year my name's cody ryan and sitting in with me this morning is beef steak oh yeah and uh we got ty back there twisting wires no no we got jack of all trades you know jack of all favorite trades. of That's, all times yeah the greatest of all time I can't see because he hides behind the curtain. Yes, he the does. man behind the curtain. <laughs> it's an but, outhouse. Uh, that's why. Yeah, Jack, Jack, twisting wires, making it happen, and actually bringing this show to you, so Beefsteak and I can 
goof around and hang out. TJ is not with us this week. He is in the mountains in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, he's up in Colorado. Colorado. Here we go. <laughs> it's going to be a it's, it's going to be, be a thing. It, okay, fine. <laughs> fine if you want to be that way, but if you were up there and we were talking and we were in Denver, we'd be saying Colorado. Yeah, Denver. You go anywhere else. That's like saying, well, Texas is a liberal state. No. Because if we were there and we were in Austin, (laughs) it would be, yeah. No, 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 no. That's exactly how you, your argument. You know what? I'm going to. The antonym of your argument is, well, Texas is liberal. If you just go to Austin, you'll see. Did you know my cousin sent me a. uh, uh, That was pretty good. Native, you know native and it had a colorado you know sticker like you put on your bumper like sticker. a person no a native person <laughs> yeah native he sent me one of those just to put it on my truck and to piss you off so every time it was in the parking lot you know because that's where i was born so i get to put the native colorado in there on my uh oh, on my Lord. bumper sticker and he thought that would be know, funny man. he thought it'd be making colorado's mad. pretty cool but i don't I don't know that I would. Uh, so now, like coffee, you're going to go against it because. No, I'm uh, not against Colorado. You're gonna, you are now because you found out I was born there. No, and, I and, knew this. I just, it's, you know, it's getting a little, uh, it's getting a little soft wristed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> soft wristed. Light in the hiking boots. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's getting kind of California-ish. You know oh, what I'm saying? man. Well. In a lot of ways. McBride's guns. I'll tell you what's not getting soft. That's right. That's McBride's guns. With the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative. We trust our local gun shops. The ones we trust, McBride's guns. They're Austin's family-owned and operated full-service firearm dealer. That means if you got any repairs, anything, any modifications you need done, uh, you got an old shotgun that's just not working right. You could take it by McBride's, and they've got a gunsmith that'll take care of it for you. You got a loose scope like beefsteak? <laughs> Maybe that's the reason you're missing deer. Go uh, take it by McBride's. They'll get it tight. They'll get it uh, tightened up. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call five one two four seven two. 3532 or online com because McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. Tell you what, if you want to start an argument, uh, go ask on the, uh, on like deer processing already. or deer or, or deer hunting. Yeah. And, and there was a guy last night that asked, Hey, I'm going to get a new rifle. Should I get a uh, 6.5 Creedmoor or a 308? Oh, my my goodness. 1,287 responses later. (laughs) Yeah, and there's probably like 400 members to the group. Yeah. There were a lot of opinions on that one right there. They're just like you. It's like, no, I don't care about what's so cool and practical about the 6.5. I'm not going to ever endorse that. Well, I do know for a fact, in the thousand comments on that question, you 
replied <laughs> because now you're getting notifications and that's how you know exactly how many comments were made because you are now in the uh, the 6.5 cringe more group that you I kill all my deer with a 6.5. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, hey, I finally figured it out. I got the, the dope card now, you know, where you find out your ballistics and you put all of the information into the ballistics calculator to know how many MRED clicks you need to go at 100 or 200 oh, or 300 or 400. It's a little dope card that's there based on the, you know, muzzle velocity of your ammunition that you're using and the altitude and wind drift gives you even it gives you wind drift. Tell you, man, I, I don't understand any of it, nor do I really care about any of that. When I'm shooting a deer, I've never had to calculate the wind here. You know? here here's one of the funniest things. So when I came back, I couldn't hit a 300 yard, six inch target I couldn't figure out the amount of clicks and how much to uh, elevation because bullet you drop. You put the cross on like it 12. and you squeeze the trigger. No, not it. Yeah, no, because no, you, you sighted it. If you got a gun worth its salt at 300 yards, you ought to be able to just ding that thing. Just put it a little high and squeeze one off, you, that, and it ought to bing. You, you got no. You got to know how many MRAD clicks. How many no, clicks to come? You're changing up too on many your, things. 300 is not that far, bro. It's a twelve inch uh, drop in 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 ammo. I mean, yeah, your bullet you drop is twelve inch. No, man. please, the three. Okay, we're not going to get into this. Oh my lord! All right, carry on. No, carry but, on. Okay, so I got deep when I came back my first weekend uh, from the deer lease, and I was uh, shooting the longer distances. Now, uh, I really was kind of freaked out because I I couldn't dial in that three hundred. And I didn't want to use a whole box of ammunition. So I started going into deep, dark places on the Internet like uh, like SniperNest.com <laughs> and all these forums. you got to be careful with that. Yeah, I know, man. So this guy asked me a really interesting question. He said, okay, first of all, I need to know how many pockets you have on your pants. I know you. I yeah. see your eyes and going you're up in the and dark you're... side of the web. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Why backspace, does this person... backspace red X escape? <laughs> Shut down yeah. all it, the electricity. And for that guy up? to ask that, it means you had to like sign up too for like a for like a uh, an account or <laughs> oh, you know course. if you're if you're doing a chat in a chat room on the dark web about about rifles and ammunition and a guy asks you how many pockets your pants have yeah, yeah. dude you found the wrong place <laughs> it's like make a u-turn no so yeah. what what the question i thought it was kind of funny because what it ended up being was he said well the reason i want to know is because if you have more if you have six pockets or more then i would tell you to go with the mrad configuration because you'll never be happy if you have two pockets or less or less than six pockets then i'd tell you to go with the moa type of like if you have six pockets that means you've got you know tactical pants on with cargo you know with side pockets and all this right right right, right. and so you're going to think in that mindset of the military mrad and you're not going to be happy unless you have that kind of a scope set up and you have X amount of clicks and 
He said, but if you have less than six pockets, you're like a hunter, dude, and just go MOA and don't worry about it, like you're talking about. I got you. And I thought that was real you. interesting. So now there's two kinds of people. Yeah, that's some Six that's pockets some or less. Are you a six pocket? Where or what? Yeah, man? which are you? So Cody Ryan hey. is a two. He's less than six pockets. Not two pockets, man. I got that little coin pocket that's inside the front pocket. You got that's, the two back pockets. By the way, that's made a for a. That's guy. made for a for a watch. It's hey, made for a pocket. Let's watch. take a break. On the flip side, we're going to talk fishing. We got some of your favorite segments coming up. News of the weird. All your favorites. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Stick around. Catch us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is T Roy Bruce Orr listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me Redneck White Trash. All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. I'm Cody Ryan sitting in with me, Beef Steak. Oh, yeah. Jack of all trades, Twisting Wires back there. Thank you, Jack. Hey, don't wait. Nobody does Black Friday savings like Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Get the biggest savings, the deal of a lifetime, and our best pricing happening right now. We're talking thousands off MSRP on every brand new brand new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram on the lot. Nile Maxwell's month-long Black Friday sales event is on. Every new 23 Ram at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter is part of the most awarded lineup of vehicles in Texas. You heard that right. Black Friday sales event all month long. Oh, man, I'll tell you. So drive home for the holidays. For less, head to Nile Maxwell Supercenter. We'll sell more than anyone else, 620 and 183 in Austin. Or visit our friends online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Man, I'll tell you what. I've been looking at some of them vehicles, and uh, it's looking a little more reasonable these days, you know? Get in there, and with all the sales that... Now Maxwell's got going on. It's a uh, it's a deal that can actually be done for for a few months. There, it was looking like I don't think anybody's going to be able to afford a vehicle, but now Maxwell's got some sales going on. It's the deal to do. Hey, oh man, let me tell you, just when I think fishing season and <laughs> all that is over for the year, you know, like yeah, we'll just you know kind of talk hunting i guess for the next few months well it's not so much that way uh some controversy this week and interestingly enough something that uh i had i i was making some posts about this week about um tournament entries mm-hmm. and what i'm doing next year just on my personal social media stuff. You were pulling you the curtain back, opening up the kimono, letting people yeah, know just you're kinda, deciding just kinda, your thought process. Right? Yeah, just kind of talking it out and people were asking, you know, I, I actually had people asking what I was doing, where I was going to fish, what I was going to fish, that kind of stuff. 
as far as bass tournaments, being that's what I do. And, uh, and I'm not sure. And I wasn't sure. So I was making a few posts and just saying that, you know, uh, basically said that tournaments you in bass fishing, you cannot make a living with just fishing tournaments. It's all about sponsorships. That's how you make a living. If you bank on, even though, you know, that the, uh, the, hundred thousand dollar checks for first place and ten thousand dollar checks and you know all that kind of stuff is nice we still have so many expenses that you cannot make six percent i'll tell you this six percent and the in the professional level six percent of the anglers just covered their entry fees with winnings last year six mm. percent so that's just covering your entry fees. Even less than that actually covered all of their expenses, which include 40,000 miles worth of driving. You know, I'm doing 30 to 40,000 miles a year worth of driving, towing a boat across the United States, and then spending fuel and lodging and food while on the road. I really don't count food because I'd eat that whether I was home or on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you've got another 20 30 easily if you're doing it on the cheap 20 or thirty thousand dollars so i'm in this thing 50 to seventy thousand dollars right in a year of bass fishing that's hard to make that in winnings i could get a ten thousand dollar check in every single event and still not cover that so um if there was only six events, right? And so uh, it's just a tough way to make a living. And and uh, and I'm just contemplating on what to do with that. And I'm still, I guess, talking through that right now amongst you. <laughs> uh, but without proper sponsorship, and sponsorship's tough, man. It's tough to find companies that are just going to give a guy a bunch of money to you know, represent their brand. And Mm -hmm. I've never been one that wanted multiple, you know, I don't want 42 sponsors, you know, 42, $500, $250 sponsorships, because I don't think you represent those companies. Well, if you got so many, right, I'd rather have two or three that I'm basically, I don't want to say employee, but I am basically a marketing piece for them. Mm-hmm. If they say, Hey, I want you to do this, or Hey, I want, or a corporate entertainer for them. Hey, I've got these six clients I need taken wine and dine throughout the year. Okay. You know, when during my off time, I'm taking them hunting or fishing or whatever, you know, I want a partnership like that. And, and it's just really hard to find. And so, um, and I thought maybe this was, you know, maybe I was just missing the boat somewhere or I've been (laughs) struggling. Reality is come to find out this is pretty much the common theme in the bass fishing world, but nobody talks about it is what but happened, nobody right? talks about it. everybody thinks we're all doing fantastic when you look at our boats and trucks and jerseys and 
driving yeah. across the country. Everybody thinks that this is, man, we must be making tons of money. Jacob Faust, one of the young guys in the Elite Series, got a he's a real quiet guy. He has been on the Elite Series two or three years now. He had like very minimal followers on YouTube or Instagram or any of that stuff. He just didn't care about any of that stuff. Well, he made a post saying, man, I wish I didn't have to care about any of this stuff. It's stupid. All I want to do is fish. You think I make it to the highest level in bass fishing, the Bassmaster Elite Series. You think that I'd get a little help from the industry and I and it's crickets around here. He said, with all, you know, I've been doing pretty dang good the past couple of years. And he goes, I have made, I have made $7,000 in, in two years in profit. Two years. In two years, I've made $7,000 profit and above what my expenses were. Mm-hmm. So he's basically made $3,500 a year. And he's done like, I've kind of seen him, he's done pretty dang good throughout the, I mean, like really good. I think he's qualified for the classic and, you know, I mean, so what did he better surmise, than average. What did he surmise the problem was or what did, uh, what feedback did he get? Well, so he said, he said that, he said that, uh, you know, the industry didn't come, didn't do anything. He doesn't want to worry about all the social media, but all, all, you know, everything is based on social media numbers and it's stupid and he doesn't like it. Well, obviously the couple of sponsors that he did have went ahead and backed out. So this video ended up going viral oh, in the fishing wait world. Wait a minute. Because he said this, they backed out. Yeah, because he was being honest about all these things. <laughs> oh, no. Kind of bashing the the industry. I'm, I fish at the highest level. There's a hundred of us in the world. And, you know, I... I don't get any support. I can't get a call back. I can't, you know, he's, oh. he just went off on this and it wasn't bad. It was, no, it was but very kind of like telling yeah. on your parents or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he lost a couple sponsorships and the viral, the video went viral and, uh, ends up doing another video right after that, like the next day, just explaining it a little bit further. And I hope it wasn't an apology. I hope it wasn't an apology. No, 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 oh, okay. no, not he at all. He didn't walk it back. That he had, okay. He, 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 the next video was that he, uh, uh, lost those sponsorships, but that he was going to do a new series of videos, a new video series uh, and calculate every expense and struggle uh-huh. financially throughout this next year. Oh, like he man. had found his little niche area that he's going to detail throughout the year. He had never done any social media or any of that stuff because he didn't want it to be the same old thing. Right. But here he said he he's kind of excited because he's going to detail, show oh. everybody his bank account throughout the year. Because he said there were times this year where he was at a tournament and he wouldn't, he didn't have enough money to get home or have enough money. And I know this didn't have enough money to practice in a certain area, meaning boat fuel. Didn't want to spend all that boat fuel to go look at a certain area that was going to cost more in boat fuel to get to and from, things like that. And I get it, man. I mean, I was kind of excited 
that he was saying all that in return to these 50, 60,000 views that he gets, that he gets overnight on YouTube because this thing went viral. He had like a hundred followers total. Yeah. Now he has like, you know, thousands and thousands and 60,000 views. He's got a few new sponsors apparently coming on board now. <laughs> so well, what, what, what kind are they? I wonder, I'd take a guess. I don't know. I, we'll see, but kind of an interesting, uh, probably interesting take on Bud Light. That, Bud Light wants yeah. to be in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, hey, let me tell you about one of my sponsors and, and I couldn't do this without it. I couldn't protect my family. I couldn't feel good about leaving to fish different tournaments around the country without having my family protected and knowing they're taken care of as well as myself. Finding affordable, top quality healthcare options can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. But Altrua HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years. I'm required to tell you Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. Members contribute each month to a membership escrow account and eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, myshare.org slash Cody. You get to watch a sweet video <laughs> that I did with Altrua. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. All right, we'll do your news of the weird coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the podcast 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? Welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Beefsteak, tell me about that old son Otto. Uh, before, well, if you're like me and you're going out of town, then you need to... Uh, Get your vehicle worked on or set up and make sure it's going to take your loved ones. You know, you got to care about that before Thanksgiving. Do it. You got three days before Thanksgiving. Come on, let's do it. And where I choose is Sun Auto Service. You know, Sun Auto Service is a family owned and operated auto and repair maintenance company since 1978. I think it's older than Cody Ryan. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate they take pride in what they do. We want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime, including your trip to Thanksgiving. It needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. So, um, each what I do is I go online and I sign up to get their great maintenance tips and specials. I go to sunautoservice.com. But if you want to take your vehicle before Thanksgiving, just go to one of their uh, locations. Mine happens to be 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Those are the local ones. If you want to find out where they have a lot of different locations, just go to sunautoservice.com. 
All right, now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So this one in like, I mean, it's not weird by the sense that we normally do weird <laughs> as like far as. Totally screwball. This is kind yeah. of an interesting topic and subject. Yeah, I knew you would get in oh, excited yeah. about this one uh, because for many, many reasons. But this one's <laughs> kind of, it kind of reminds me of you actually yeah. uh, in a lot of ways. Which um, part? Okay, we'll get into it. And then you can just highlight the part that you think reminded yeah. uh, you of. So Wyoming, basically a Wyoming hunter, was fined ten grand for making a mistake in shooting a grizzly. And, and this isn't a common occurrence. Mm. Let me point that out to begin with. This, yeah. this has happened one other time, and it was like 20-something years ago or something, right? Yeah. Uh, is what they say anyway here. Uh, so Wyoming hunter fined 10 grand for an honest mistake. The spring 2022 day began like any other great day of bear hunting for seasoned Wyoming hunter, Joel profit and his son Fisher Fisher was then 13. Basically Fisher and his father, an experienced backcountry hunter had both spotted a black colored bear. Joel, an experienced backcountry hunter and hunter education instructor. There's where beefsteak comes in. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, not the experienced hunter. Oh. The, uh, <laughs> okay. The, uh, we'll argue about that later. The I mean, hunter education instructor portion of uh, that, not the experienced hunter oh, part. Oh, I thought you meant. Uh, okay. knew, knew that both grizzlies and black bears coexist in Wyoming, but the one thing in front of them lacked any of the typical distinguishing features of a grizzly, such as big ears, the telltale shoulder hump, or a dish-shaped face, Joel later confirmed. It's black, Joel whispered <laughs> excitedly to his son, the whole scene captured on video, oh, nice. which I thought was kind of an interesting element to this whole story right mm -hmm. they're videoing the whole thing so you can see his natural reactions it's not a it's not a you know he's not embellishing the story it's right there on video joel talked fisher through the harvest fisher takes a shot within moments the bear is down but when the when the pair approached the fallen bear they saw its long claws it wasn't a black bear they had shot a grizzly bear so, basically, killing grizzly bears in Wyoming is illegal. Joel, as a volunteer hunter education instructor, always stresses ethical hunting with his son. That's right. While the mistake was heartbreak. What? What do you got? Nothing. That's right. Yeah. he. You always are stressing ethical hunting when you're a hunter's ed instructor. You're putting yes. that out there all the time in front of kids, and you're trying to do it yourself. While this was heartbreaking, it was also an opportunity to practice ethics, he said. So they skinned the bear, reported the mistake to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the Wyoming Game and Fish Department the next day. They turned in the hide and the video that recorded the kill to authorities. I mean, he's just like, here, 
here's yeah. everything. We made a mistake, and here it all is. Here's the mistake on video. Here's the hide. Uh, you know, it's kind of like doing the so, right so, thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it seems like you know he's handing over the hide, and the and the purpose. I think personally, for me, behind that is. Look, we didn't do this knowingly, and so we can't use this hide as a trophy. You know, they didn't right. request it. I think he handed it over first. Plus, because, they show the dark colored, you know, hide. Yeah, and then you could set. see the dark colored, and maybe where the mistake could be made. Uh, but what came next was debatedly harsher punishment than what fit an honest mistake of the offense. First, federal authorities focused on the 13-year-old Fisher, who faced a maximum federal penalty of up to twenty-five grand, twenty-five thousand dollars. Oh my gosh, for a 13-year-old! Yeah, 13-year-old. That's who they were. That's who they were focusing on. The Prophet family cooperated with authorities and thousands of dollars of immeasurable stress later. The uh, UFSWS turned in U.S. Fish and Wildlife, sir, whatever, uh, turned the case over to the wild Wyoming Game and Fish. Um, Joel in, Joel entered a plea of no contest for being an accessory to killing the grizzly in exchange for his son being cleared of any possible charges. So he's fallen on the sword. Or in the future. So he's fallen hey, on he's fallen on the sword for his son. Okay, yeah, he, this guy has would. done everything. I mean, he turned it in. He took a video. He admitted that you know there was a uh, honest mistake. Didn't keep yeah. the hide, and then they went after his son, and he ended up said, "Okay, I'll make a deal. Right, I'll uh, if you leave him alone, I'll agree yeah, that clear the thirteen year old." <laughs> Of the $25,000 fine, and I'll plead to whatever. Yeah, like a no contest kind of a thing. Whatever, y'all just being part of it. He was still slapped with a $10,000 fine, the same fine he'd incur if he shot the bear knowing it was a grizzly. So basically, this opens up a whole can of worms, right? Now, Now it comes down to the law, what what this whole thing is going to uh, entail. See, that We're honest more- and ethical yeah. citizens who cooperated fully with authorities, he added. He made the argument, rather than holding hunters accountable for their actions, strict penalties such as what he faced only turn ethical hunters into non-ethical hunters. In other words, he said, it makes hunters less likely to self-report when they make an honest mistake. And that was the line or the comment that I thought made the most sense as far as the direction that this could go, right? It, it's like it's like we argue when we talk about 2A, Second Amendment stuff, mm-hmm. where if you're going to turn firearms illegal or a portion of firearms illegal that are not currently illegal, all you're doing is turning law-abiding citizens into criminals. Right. And did you see that they, not to get away from this too much, because I know we got to take a break, but San Antonio 
just did a. Oh my doing gosh, a you're going to open up. Back. Don't even, don't even open up that can of worms right now. And I'm don't s- even open up that. We don't have time for that so can of worms. Disappointed with HEB. I love them, and I'm like, what is hey, going on here? Don't open. You're opening up something we we just don't have time for right now. Well, uh, so we'll to finish to. this off, right? What do you think? You think that uh, he? Should I think it needs to be addressed and needs to be looked at further. Yes, because what you are going to do is, if somebody makes that mistake in the future, they're going to back out and not report, and then you start, yeah, and then you turn them into a criminal. It's like your That's fishing guy who is bringing something to the surface, like look what they did, and then they're having to, they look bad. And so now they're like, oh, man, we got to really, we got to do something. We got to keep our, uh, we we got to keep our strength. We got to make sure that people know that we're, uh, I don't know how to explain it other than they're covering their back. They're covering CYA is what I would yeah. call it. Anyway. Well, job justification. It's the government way. But you, you know. to justify your job. Hey, I'll tell you who doesn't have to justify their job because they do a dang good job of it that's keystone bank experience the value of community banking where local matters come join the bank of choice austin community members families and entrepreneurs man it's so good to have a bank that you can find somebody to talk to that you can talk to a human being anytime you have a question or concern or needs go to keystone bank founded by jeff wilkinson and their team Operated right there in Central Texas by locals just like you. That's why they're so invested in their community and their success. The local relationship-based service sets them apart. I guarantee it. I will say that because I've experienced it to learn more or get started with a Keystone account. Visit one of their locations in person, 11500 B Caves Road, West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. They're about to have a new location uh, opening up soon. I'll get that address for you. It's uh, super nice. Or go to their website, keystone.bank, for all of their information. Coming up next, Game Warden Field Notes. You don't want to miss this one. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com Hey, this is Jeff Foxworthy and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody on the Outdoor Zone. Welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. I guess we're back, right? Are we yeah. Back? Yeah, we are. All right. Hey, just... it's the Outdoor Zone Live of the Buckhouse. I'm Cody Ryan sitting with me. Beefsteak this morning. Jack yeah. making it happen. And uh, I guess, Beefsteak, you kind of wanted to, you had a comment. You kind of wanted to finish that last segment up. And, I mean, you were making a comment during the break about a nubbin buck. If you shoot a nubbin buck and you thought it was a doe, which you shouldn't do that in the first place, I could tell you 15 ways to find it's a nubbin buck. 15. Okay. We're going to have to talk about that maybe at the eight o'clock. Maybe I stretch that number out a little bit, but (laughs) no, but you you can tell if it's a nubbin buck, if it's by itself, the way it walks, bucks walk different uh, than a doe. 
Okay, so my example anyway. was you're taking kids out to a place, you know, to go hunting that a rancher had said, hey, I need does taken off of this property. You know, I have, I, I want you to take all does off. And they shoot one that is a little nubbin buck or a little button, and you can I mean, not even fudging the surface, right? Just pinch it. Okay. And so in this case, what you would normally do is you go back and you'd be in a good example and for the boy or whomever you're taking out as a youth to go hunting and you go to the owner or the ranch director, you know, the, the guy in charge and go, hey, this is what happened. It was a low light situation. We saw this, said pull the trigger. We pulled it and here's what happened. And just come clean, right? And that's, you're supposed to walk up and you're supposed to do that like a man and set an example. And what you're seeing here is you're seeing somebody that's saying, you know what? It's better just to uh, not tell them because you, whether you're guilty or he's you're not innocent, saying that. I don't think this guy, I don't think this guy is saying that you shouldn't tell. He's just saying it's going to lead to people not say, not giving the truth, not doing the ethical thing right, because is, they know they're going to get hit with this $25,000 fine or $10,000 fine or both. I mean, one was federal, one was state. Don't you could we potentially get hit with both. So, I mean, if that's the case, does that ranch owner just start laying into that kid or laying into you and go, what? And you are never coming back here again. I can't believe you did that. Blah, blah. And as if you were guilty, they're treating him in a guilty fashion, just like if someone just shot it on purpose and ah, what the heck, we'll just, we'll take whatever punishment, ask forgiveness, not permission, you know, that kind of yeah. an attitude. And I'm a little bit, I, I don't care what he says. I think we still have to stick with right is always right. The truth is always Correct. right and it's right and it's right. And I don't care. And I believe they did the right thing. I've told you about the guy when I was at um, an academy and the wind blew open my vehicle, my door, and I left a card, you know, put a little, din little ding in their uh, pass or passenger side. And it uh, wasn't even my fault. The wind grabbed it and, you know. Well, it was my, your fault. It was your vehicle's door. You're responsible yeah, no, but for that. The, the kid that was with me. You know, it was a, it was an honest mistake, right? And I was willing to pay for that. The next thing I know, they're giving me an $1,800 bill to go and <laughs> fix everything that was along. I mean, like, what? Yeah. And so my taillight bulbs out, my tires <laughs> bald on that side. And you're like, hey. we should just do what everybody else does and just cover it up. But you can't be that way, right? You got to draw a line in the sand and go, I know that the way God works, the way karma works. If you have... If you have Jesus in your heart, you cannot live that way any longer. That's basically what it boils down to. If you have the Holy Spirit riding in your <laughs> soul, baby, there is no way you can live. And we teach without that. It. I know you got to go on, but we teach that in Hunter's Ed and KOZ is, you know, the 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 real true factor of character is what do you do when nobody's looking? Yeah. Amen to that. That 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 is what it boils down to. That's what makes a man versus a boy, in my opinion. Game Warden Field Notes. Let's do it. Okay.
These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. I had to do this one. I had to, I have to squeeze this one in there because it was so funny to me. Funny in all the wrong ways. A Texas Game Warden in Lubbock. Yes, Texas of course, Game Warden. Lubbock. Yes. Never mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, confident, uh, pulled over a man who confidently held a cup full of meth during a traffic stop. <laughs> the warden noticed the pickup truck that was pulling a trailer had defective taillights and other transportation violations. The warden asked the driver and the passenger to exit the vehicle and stand with a deputy during the traffic stop. The driver asked if he could grab his burrito and fountain drink from the vehicle. <laughs> Which the warden allowed. I'm already getting a picture of this guy, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, you go hey, man, can see. I get my burrito and <laughs> my fountain drink real quick? Yeah, and that red man sitting up there right there. Uh-huh. Before searching the vehicle, the uh, warden asked for consent to look through it. According to the post, the driver confidently complied, stating he didn't have any drugs or anything in the vehicle. <laughs> in the vehicle with little quote marks around it. Well, and, and the, the irony is, you know, it's like the little, the little toddler that says, I didn't eat a piece of candy. <laughs> well, I didn't ask if you had a piece of candy. I was anyway, uh, while he didn't have any in the vehicle, the driver was holding a cup full of drugs. The warden asked the driver if he could look inside the fountain drink that he had. At first, the driver hesitated. Oh, I didn't think he was going to ask me to look through my burrito and my fountain drink. <laughs> However, the driver ultimately handed the handed it to the warden. Inside the cup, the warden found a small orange mesh bag, which the driver admitted was meth. The substance weighed over five grams and tested positive for methamphetamine, according to the Post. Officials said the driver was immediately detained. The Post mm-hmm. did not disclose the identity of the driver. Or whether they took the burrito or not. Yeah, did it. they check the burrito? That's what I'm wondering. Surely they did at that point. I don't know. See, that's where he made the mistake. He should have put the meth inside the burrito and just been eating Ooh. the burrito. Ooh. I don't know. Right? So what did you like? I mean, I don't what know anything like about most meth, about and this. I don't condone any of that. What, what did you like most about it? The the spirit of the law where the guy's like, no, I ain't got no drugs in there. Mm, not in the vehicle. Nope. Yeah. And don't think about this orange cup. Nope. Just right over here. I, nope. Not at all. Do you think he had like the straw hanging out of it and like every now and then was going to it? And that's how the warden, like, I never saw any, you know, when he would fake his drink. This is how I imagine it. Okay. Like he's got the cup in his hand and like every now and then he brings it up to his mouth like he's taking a drink, but it's a clear straw and nothing goes up the straw. (laughs) Right. So the warden's like, Hmm, what? That's weird. What is going on with that? That's how I imagined. And he's carrying this cup that doesn't weigh, but five grams. I don't think that's a lot. Right. I mean, that it doesn't seem like if you got a big gold cup and you got five grams in it and it's making no noise, no ice sound or, it doesn't have any condensation on the outside. Nothing's going up the straw. Hmm. And and you wanted to pull that cup and burrito from the truck immediately upon getting out. Yeah. And you claimed there are no drugs in the car when they wanted to search it instead of, I mean, there could be a 
bunch of other illegal things, you know, illegal firearms or, or firearms in general or but he immediately claimed drugs. I don't know. It just it seemed 100 percent that I was going to check that burrito and that cup if I was the warden. So I think he did yeah. the right thing. Five grams is like point zero one pounds. So yeah, <laughs> I, that's I not a would, lot of soda and a big gulp. I'm sure it was a uh, in a baggie, and you know it was inside there. So probably could have kept drinking it. It just doesn't sound like this. Well, maybe he is smart. I don't know. I I just kind of think it's ironic. You know, was was he? Uh, I wonder how the I wonder how the game warden figured it out. You know, do you really think that it was like bubbling like he's grabbing that? Anyways. No, I, I'm just saying that I just think that it was I just I mean, you look at this cup that weighs nothing, makes no noise of ice or anything being in it. I just think <laughs> it's completely obvious that you got a, a empty styrofoam cup, well not empty, but it doesn't weigh a whole lot. Uh, I'm probably going to check that cup. And immediately you wanted to grab it out of the vehicle. So, yeah, I'm probably going to check that. Hey, is researching a new mattress keeping you up at night? I spent hours online reading reviews, and then I walked into a factory mattress knowing exactly what I wanted, or so I thought. After using the right fit sleep mapping technology, I got a mattress specifically designed for my needs and saved $600. Turns out mattress shopping has gotten way more personalized than I thought. That is the truth. Way more complicated than I thought, but it's super simple at Factory Mattress. Shop smarter, not harder with science-backed sleep solutions at Factory Mattress. Don't miss the pre-Black Friday sale going on right now with 50% off Tempur-Pedic floor models. Factory Mattress makes it easy to save money and you're back with free delivery, setup, and removal. Plus, save up to $700 and get a free adjustable base on select premium mattress sets. Get the right bed right now during the pre-Black Friday sale going on right now at Factory Mattress where we have sleep down to a science all right we've got a whole nother hour of your favorite outdoor radio show the number one outdoor radio show in texas and potentially the world you get it only one place right here every sunday from seven to nine live or you can catch us on our podcast 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com
coffee cup put the dog on the porch and turn up your radio this is the outdoor zone with tj and cody ryan live from the bunkhouse there's a place up ahead and i'm going just as fast as my feet can welcome back it is the outdoor zone hour two i'm cody ryan sitting in with me this morning beefsteak oh yeah Jack of all trades, twist and wires, making it actually happen on your side where you can hear us and then putting together the podcast, which we upload and you can listen to. I try and get it up the same day. And so there's not as many podcasts being uploaded for Monday listening. And I see you folks out there listening on Mondays and Tuesdays while you're waiting for you know, your second favorite podcast to come up and be loaded on Wednesdays. But uh, we appreciate you listening. Tell your friends, you know, if they're looking for something to listen to and you like hanging out with us here in the bunkhouse, sitting around the old fire, stoking the old fire around deer camp or out on the lakeside, tell your friends about us. I think when they go into McBride's next time, they ought to say, hey, I heard about you on on the outdoor zone. You can do that with any of our any of our sponsors. We greatly appreciate it. We love when you tell them because they in return tell us that you came to see them, and it just makes for a for a good relationship. Without our sponsors, to be completely honest, I know it may get irritating at times when we break to do commercials, but without them, without our sponsors, we couldn't bring you the show, and so we appreciate them. I just can't say how much we appreciate them, but one for sure is McBride's guns with the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns. It's imperative. We support our local gun shops. And let me tell you, McBride's not only supports us, they support groups, nonprofits all across Texas and make a meaningful difference into the future of the outdoors. I, I will contest they make as big or bigger difference than Probably any company in Central Texas that I know oh, of, yeah. right offhand. They have that McBride's You'll find McBride. Yeah. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You give them a call, 512-472-3532, or check them out online, McBride'sGuns.com, because McBride's Guns, they are our hometown gun shop. And, you know, a gun um, group that I'm with is, um, you know, Austin Woods and Waters. And they are in charge of the foundation for McBrides. And each year they give out the proceedings and the money that they raised and the foundation. Uh, it creates money for the outdoors and specifically for the youth in the outdoors. Very, very productive and giving back. Without the youth in the outdoors, we don't have a future in this industry. Uh, we saw a great uh, growth in outdoorsmen and women over the coronavirus <laughs> time. But as slowly as people have gotten back into their routines and gotten away from what all that was, that they've kind of found themselves back to numbers are starting to slack again as hey, far as 
going out going into the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, and, and state so, state parks down by like twenty some percent. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I just encourage you to. I have a buddy. I'll tell you this quick story. I have a buddy that has a new neighbor, and they live out in the hill country here in Texas. He has a new neighbor that moved in uh, from another state. I don't I, I don't know all the details exactly, other than the new neighbor has a little bit more property, has a little bit has a little piece of property, and he wanted to learn how to hunt. Well, the guy bought the property. Didn't know how to hunt, but my buddy is avid into the outdoors and said, Hey, I'll teach you. And they set up a feeder. They set up a couple of feeders. They put up game cameras, all my buddy's stuff that he had actually, I think, taken off of his place that he had been hunting for years, had to take it off last year because the property got sold. And so he had all this stuff sitting at the house and he's like, well, look, I got all this stuff just sitting here. I'll show you. You know, I'll go with you. We'll set it up. We'll get stands and feeders set up. And then what a great uh, neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll get you set up. And, you know, when you harvest one, I'll be right there with you so we can, you can figure out how to do it all. Well, I think it was last week. He sent me a picture that, uh, the guy got his first deer, a shot of dough, a nice good dough, and they cleaned it up and it's in the freezer now and went through the entire process with a grown man that had never been mentored in it. And I think that's important as well. So you know, talking to guys that we take out that have never been hunting before and they're 30, 40 years old, 20 years old. Uh, yeah. They say that the number one reason why they never pull the trigger is because they don't know what to do afterwards. Right. And nobody is right. there for them and it just scares them. Not scares them necessarily, but that a lot of anxiety over that particular thing of, and so if you could take them out and show them what, you know, I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to bring you through this process. Maybe it'll show them they need to do that with somebody because it was so meaningful. Pay it forward. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge deal, a huge step in, in, uh, in preserving the outdoors that we that we often overlook of course the children i mean with kids outdoor zone obviously uh you being a part and mentoring you know your group of kids outdoor zone kids and and teaching them uh, outdoor skills that they can have for a lifetime absolutely of course no brainer that's important and huge huge portion of what we have to do what our obligation as outdoorsmen and women it is but but also there are those times where you may run into a situation like this like this man that moved in next to my buddy that just hadn't had the opportunity has the desire to put the cleanest meat on the planet yeah in the pasture as they say (laughs) yeah i mean it's you know, cleanest, healthiest. He wants to put that on the table for his family, but doesn't understand the the entire process and to stand alongside him and, and walk him through what that looks like and how that works. I mean, it's important, is important too, because now that man can take his kids out. Exactly. Right. So right. that, that one man you, you mentored is now impressionable, not only on other men that may be in the same boat as he was, but also 
the kids that he has in his home. I tell you, so, after all the kids that we've taken out and put in the deer stand, and they, I've never had one ever hesitate if I'm there and we've walked through the process and they've never re, you know, refused to pull the trigger. Never. Yeah. Because it's not a problem for them. I've had them talk about it like, well, in school, my teachers tell me that we should not. Okay, we'll have this little conversation. But when you get out there and then you see you're harvesting the meat and then later you eat it. And it's the most incredible full circle thing that never, never in their mind does it enter. No, I'm not going to do this. Well, they look at you and they're like, well, he hadn't missed a meal. I'm sure he knows how to take care of this deer after it's been harvested, right? <laughs> Eat everything, hooves and the whole thing, right? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to bring this story up. First of all, I want to I want to preface it by saying that we are not experts in this topic. I just want to mention it and kind of get your initial thoughts. Uh, we're not experts. I don't have I, I have opinions, but it's based on my initial emotion behind it colorado officially launches a controversial experiment next month state officials will release up to 10 gray wolves as mandated by a 2020 state law unleashed proverbial howls of protest from opponents so basically they pushed through in 2020 they pushed this little they slid this little experiment into well the entire year of 2020 was basically an experiment i think but they slid this one in there wolves have long been a di divisive species particularly in uh, rural areas where many farmers and ranchers consider them an unacceptable risk to both humans and livestock but for many americans they evoke a powerful and meaningful emotional connection with wild places and natural world so Anyway, so their their argument out. they don't understand the argument right that you reintroduce them they got to eat something right well the the entire line of them provoking uh, a powerful and meaningful emotional connection with wild places yeah. right there has zero scientific bearing to what they're about to experience as they unleash wolves into the wild in Colorado. They so, think it looks cool because of the outline of the wolf and the wild. Why don't we do something that has any sense, science, uh, reality behind it? But instead, it's emotional and powerful. I'm behind it. If there is an, uh, a right-sizing because the natural predators have disappeared because of us, I know, I know you and I have this conversation, and you're not very— helpful or agree with reintroducing things. But if we've taken away the natural predators, you know, those herds will grow too big, right? And there's not enough food in a smaller area. And, and I, I don't know, think there's too many elk in Colorado. No, <laughs> don't wait. Nobody does black Friday savings like Niall Maxwell super center. Get the biggest savings, the deal of a lifetime and best pricing happening right now. We're talking thousands off MSRP on every brand new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram on the lot. Nile Maxwell's month-long Black Friday sales event is on. 
Every new 23 Ram at Nile Maxwell Supercenter is a part of the most awarded winning lineup in Texas. We've been selling more Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram than anyone else in Austin for 39 years now, and we have savings and a selection to prove it. So this Black Friday, uh, ditch the lines, the cheesy gifts, and put something under the tree the whole family can enjoy. That's right. So drive home for the holidays for less. Head to Nile Maxwell Supercenter. We sell more than anyone else, 620 and 183 in Austin. Or visit them online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. Uh, yeah, let's take a break. It's The Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can find us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning the sun. All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. My name is Cody Ryan, sitting with me, Beef Steak. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got uh, Jack of All Trades, Twisting Wires, making it happen. During the break, Beef Steak, I was telling you, you don't go back and listen to the shows that you're not here because, yes, <laughs> You send us either on purpose. I've concluded that the pictures you send of deer you kill to TJ and I while you're out are the worst pictures or you do it on purpose because you don't want us to see, you know, your two-year-old buck. The worst picture? Uh, you mean all yeah, the grainy pictures, and blurry or like what? They, they're always the heads turned funny, like... uh or like it's just weird angles or you just don't want us to see that it's a two year old or the the nub and buck's head is buried oh, or Oh my you know. gosh. Well Hey uh what tell is me it? about Sun Auto. Yeah, what isn't a secret and uh I do like to talk <laughs> about is Sun Auto Service. It's where we take my wife's Durango, you know, everybody at some point, even beefsteak, needs to have their vehicle repaired. And it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. We use our friends over at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto and repair company. You know, get maintenance company, actually, since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission services, Sun Auto Service sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at all the Sun Auto Service repair shops nearest you. Mine just happens to be over at 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park. And then there's 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them on their Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials. Just go sign up for it and find your place, sunautoservice.com. Now let's do our Peter report. They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Peter report because we love animals too. They taste great. 
We've talked months about changing the intros a little bit to some of these segments, but as far as the content of the segments, I love the actual content because it's often ridiculous, such as this. August Augusta. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's August, Georgia. I know that one. August, Georgia. Augusta, Georgia. PETA wants you to gobble up something other than turkey this Thanksgiving. Of course they do. That's why the group will be handing out free vegan roast at 1 p.m. Saturday in front of the Augusta uh, Sprouts Farmer's Market at 630 Crane Creek Drive. I thought this would be hilarious. (laughs) A bunch of guys show up in their lifted trucks with camo on, take the free uh, vegan roast, and then you can take it out to your hunting property, mm-hmm. put a little uh, tannerite in each one, <laughs> yeah, and then shoot at it and blow up these vegan roasts. I mean, I just thought it would be a great ploy. And oh, you mean go pick to... one up. Go pick one up. Oh, yeah. Pick yeah. as many up as you're, they'll let you have. Like, let there be a train of square body 1986 no. Chevy pickup trucks they won't with 38-inch tires in a row <laughs> lined up to take care of these vegan roasts. Sorry, you can only have a uh, hybrid. <laughs> You'll, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. You're Ahead of Thanksgiving, a PETA... Chick wearing a turkey-themed outfit complete with festive faux feather tutu will be joined by a flock of supporters giving away a free turkey holiday roast. Turkey-free, not, well, I guess it's giving away turkey-free, a free turkey-free holiday roast. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, The people for the ethical treatment of animals said the goal is to encourage people to enjoy a vegan holiday and give birds a break turkeys feel pain and fear and they experience joy which has all been proven incorrect but this is what they're claiming value they value their lives what <laughs> they a value their turkey lives values their life you think they have the conceptual mind to understand that in any form or fashion uh they anyway they're just basically saying they're giving away these vegan turkeys i just see a line of trucks lined up to get rid of these things or to i mean to take these handouts from PETA and then have videos just a maybe there needs to be a hashtag like uh uh, Tannerite, Tannerite turkeys. <laughs> there you go. Tannerite turkeys T- or something TNT. because they're not real turkeys. You're not wasting anything, but a bunch of, you know, tofu, chemically induced uh, meat of some sort out of a lab that's been compiled. Why don't we just do what Kid Rock did with the Bud Light and just line them up and then just shoot them with a, oh, you put a whole 30 round clip into them. Well, that's one way to <laughs> do it. That'd be kind of fun, you know? And just say, this is not the only thing they're doing against turkeys. This is a big this is a big time for PETA. This is a big time for I PETA. Know, Thanksgiving gonna, is mm-hmm. really tough on PETA. Louis uh St. Louis 
Turkey billboard or urges residents to go vegan. St. Louis, the Thanksgiving, this Thanksgiving, PETA is encouraging everyone to consider a plant-based lifestyle and is giving away free vegan roasts near their new billboard. The distribution of vegan roast is scheduled for November 17th at noon. PETA's billboard on West I-64 along the exit 38B and Jefferson Avenue off-ramp. I'm giving you these addresses. <laughs> okay. As these will be fun Thanksgiving Go. weekend, you know, um, targets. Go in full camo. Basically. Go in full camo also. Right. Yes. Yeah. Please, please, Lord, <laughs> please, dear Lord. I mean, they can't turn you down because that would be profiling, mm. it, which is They're, way not okay. That, you exactly. should not be profiling. Unlike right. Us, yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody uh, can eat bar venison or the, turkey. Thanks, thanks, vegan. Thanks, Say what? Thanks, vegan giving. Is that what? Yeah. Thank. Thanks, vegan campaign with four bus shelters ads situated between the 1500 and 1800 blocks of market street these strategic placed advertisements line the st louis thanks for giving parade route it says in the u.s alone approximately 46 million turkeys are slaughtered and sold for thanksgiving each year the campaign seeks to raise awareness about cruelty-free alternatives to traditional holiday meals I, uh, dude, I've got to tell my annual uh, Thanksgiving story because this just fits so into it that I was invited. Right. My brother-in-law, who lives in California now, his wife is a full-on vegan. I mean, right. has two separate. You look like you're, you're drinking out. You're drinking moonshine out of a out of a quart. My everyday glass is a is a mason jar. Okay. So we're going to take a break in a second, but I just got to tell you, so I was invited, kind of person that has two refrigerators, so no meat can be in the, you know, the her refrigerator. So she made a field roast, and I said, the only way I'm going is we got to have a ham or something. So they agreed to cook a ham separately and put it in a foil container and put it off to the side, and, you know, I can do what I do. And so in the, I, I, so I start cutting it up. And I didn't realize with the length of the blade that I was using, I was cutting holes into the bottom of the tin foil that was holding. Oh, and the, leaking meat juice. Oh, meat all juice started over. filling up the utensil, you know, their drawers, the utensil drawers. <laughs> and she pulled that open and it was all over in her. What have I got to do now? And she started oh, my freaking gosh. out. You are. You're like one of those uh, 1990 uh, family vacation movies. You're the guy that's like, Uncle check Ned. her out. I got me an RV. <laughs> yeah. right. True Health here, finding affordable, top quality health care options. You know, that can be tricky for sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those who are self-employed. But True Health Share, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years, Altria HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Altria HealthShare is a care-sharing ministry, which means that members commit to a statement of standards, which includes healthy lifestyle choices. Look, I've got my family covered by Altria HealthShare. I would not do it any other way. 
I absolutely believe this is the way to protect my family and keep our medical needs uh, handled is through Altrua HealthShare. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. If you want to see a video of me, save a few bucks, you can go to myshare.org slash Cody. Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another. Uh, we got your Armed Citizens Report coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us 24-7, 365 at com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. I'm Cody Ryan sitting in with me, Beefsteak, oh, this morning, yeah. twisting wires, making it happen, doing all the stuff that actually matters, Jack, behind the scenes. Hey, I want to tell you about our friends over there, Factory Mattress. Shop smarter, not harder, with science-backed sleep solutions at Factory Mattress. Don't miss the pre-Black Friday sale going on now. With 50% off Tempur-Pedic floor models, Factory Mattress makes it easy to save money and your back with free delivery, setup, and removal of your old mattress. Let me tell you, just as a personal side note, that part alone <laughs> makes it worth using Factory Mattress. You tried to move a mattress in and out of your house, yeah, it usually ends in uh, somebody sleeping on the couch that night if you are got your wife helping you. Plus, save up to $700 and get free adjustable base on select premium mattress sets. Get the right bed right now during the pre-Black Friday sale going on now at Factory Mattress where we have sleep down to a science. That's Factory Mattress. You'll see our friends over there, and thank you for supporting the Outdoor Zone. Now it's time for this week's Armed Citizens Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. Hmm. So we got so many of these items. We've got some that happen in... It's getting a big push and. California, you got tons of armed citizens report across the nation that are just not talked about. You've got famous people involved in armed situations that are, again, not talked about. You had one happen. I thought this was interesting, though. Uh, just this, just this push and this change in uh, New York. New York heads. Uh, New Yorkers head to Pennsylvania to buy ammo because of gun laws. <laughs> Since the implementation of the Safe Act in New York on September 13th, which imposes stringent ammunition purchase regulations, including background checks, record keeping of serial numbers, and a $2.50 fee per transaction, many New Yorkers are opting to buy ammunition in Pennsylvania. Can you imagine this law would significantly burden New York gun shop owners like Josh Hawkins uh, of Just Holster It Firearms and Training Center, who finds the process cumbersome and frustrating. Customers are now required to undergo background checks for every purchase, causing delays. 
for ammunition, Ammo. which I think is crazy. The uh, impact is felt by gun store owners in Pennsylvania, such as Corey Edwards of Valley Gunworks, who face challenges in maintaining inventory due to the sudden surge in demand from New Yorkers. The complexity of the new law has led to an increased business in Pennsylvania, while some smaller shops in New York have closed to avoid the compliance challenges posed by the quote-unquote SAFE Act. Just, this is the part that I think is the most dangerous, is the fact that we're having proponents of the Second Amendment, those gun store owners that have been in business, no telling how long, in New York City, one of a very tough place to have a gun store and make it, and an advocate for the out for gun rights, and now they're having to close. Was that the point, you think? You're pushing yeah. a lot of them out of business because now you're you're not going to have as many folks. I mean, you're just weakening your base, right? Those, well, You know what they're doing? I, they're, I, w- I hope someone's tracking this because I hope they track that we implemented this, this is what happened, and nothing got safer. This is supposed to be a safe act. Right. Oh yeah, and no. nothing. Nothing's is going gonna get to get safer. Be. None of it. We we all know it's not going to get. They're not going to. The streets aren't going to get cleaned up. Criminals aren't going to stop being criminals because they are now tracking ammunition purchases. Do Do you think criminals go to Pennsylvania to buy to buy like oh they're so inconvenienced and they're going to go no. to Pennsylvania to buy? No, it's all the hunters and the other people trying to protect themselves. Go, man. You know, I got to drive. I got to drive. Yeah, that's over probably there. a far distance for somebody from New York. You know, who is not used. Like in Texas, we joke that, or I joke that, if it's under six hours yeah. to get there, it's it's a day. You know, you it's can do a turnaround. Trip. Yeah, six hours yeah. and under, you can do a turnaround drive. And uh, that's just because we have a big state, and it takes a long time to get anywhere. But yeah, I. I oh joked one gosh. time I joked up in, uh, uh, was up in, um, Connecticut and I had to go, we went to Rhode Island and I had to drive up through Connecticut to Hartford and I, they were like, Oh the my capital. God. Yeah. They were like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. That's cause Southwest only flies to Rhode Island. And so hopped in there and then drove up. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, are you kidding was me? Was it like an hour and 45 minutes? <laughs> it's 45 minutes. So I said, look at your state. And if you do the whole length of the state, complete from east to west of Connecticut, and you put it on the map, it's about the same as going to San Antonio and back from Austin. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's nothing, man. We do that yeah. all the time. I mean, that's a yeah. nothing. I would go do that to go pick up a better price on uh, ammo or something, you know? Or free firewood. Or free firewood, yes. Haul the trailer down there or even a vegan loaf. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, man, it's just, oh, gosh. it's There's so many places you can go with this, but for this law to be enacted, this law in New York, I, I want to know what their aim was. Like, what was their angle? Why? 
They wanted to politically wanted to do something. They could say that they're trying to make things safer by yeah, implementing all these. And we also know that people have said you're never going to stop guns. So, you know, that whole theory of the, um, get rid of the ammunition. And right. that will, that's your key. That's the way to do it. Because you're not going to stop firearms. You know, the same way. Right. That, but New York, I mean, did they... I mean, this wasn't this wasn't a realistic, meaningful attempt to do anything that was going to do anything. Dude, you know, these people sit around and just think about at least they can talk about what they've done. They've done something. Oh, we went up against. Oh, it's such a terrible thing to have kids being killed. And it is a terrible thing. Right. But that's not I wish someone would say, let's really sit down and have a conversation about what the What's real the deal problem? is. It's about. Mainly, well, we won't. We aren't going to go down. We don't want to pull up. I'll go down it. It's about fatherlessness is the number one mental health difficulties with fatherlessness, not having a safe implement where it isn't. It's it's not a toy. It's a tool, and you use them in school. You learn how to use them. I mean, why don't we have wood shop or metal shop anymore? Oh, it's disgusting, dude. Why not? They took it out. They took it out when I I got rid of wood shop and it disappeared in my school that I was attending after I mean they took it out a year or two after I left. I do applaud the guy I for my hunter's ed class, I got the what they call SARS gun. It's uh shooting, you know, uh in schools and they yeah. have the break um action 177, you know, caliber BB, not B, pellet gun. And you crack it open and it basically charges the air chamber when you do that. You put your B, your pellet in, you call them close, and that's how people will shoot at the target. So now they have those in the schools just like they do with the Genesis compound bows in Texas. And yeah. I'm like, that is so cool to get that back going again. And kids are flocking to it. They want to do it. What is this deal in Texas? Maybe we can dive into it. I just saw it on uh, the internet, I think like yesterday, that in Texas that uh, teachers or schools are required to either have armed security guard or allow their teachers to carry, I think, and or. So Well, you have to have at least one. You have to have at least one named person that they won't say who it is that has gone through and has a license to carry and all that. Yes. I love it. There is or you there have are to signs, have, or you have to have someone on site. Like in my police country, country county out here, there are signs, uh, signs out front of the school that say <laughs> we're armed. And hey, I absolutely love that. I love it, man. And even um, I think it was uh, Matthew McConaughey, and he said, "What we're going to do is start that green light project where we're going to get money." from the federal government into the hands of schools to do this, to get yeah. an on-site person. They don't know what they need and what they can get. So he's like, we're going to help them. Nonprofit. Now that's cool, like it. isn't it? That's, that's boots on the ground, baby, and I love it. I'll tell you, when you're dealing with your money or somebody's dealing with your money, you want to be able to talk to them. You don't want to just 
pretend it's in this internet world and this number on this website, what, what happened? I, I don't even understand if something happens to your money or you need access to it, or you need to move it or change it or do something with it. You can't talk to anybody these days at a lot of these banks. Well, that's not true with our friends at Keystone Bank. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank. Founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. The local relationship-based service that sets them apart. Plus, banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime with the mobile app. To learn more or get started with Keystone Account, visit one of their locations in person, 11500 11 BK's road in west austin 500 pressler street in downtown austin or 900 900 hutchins avenue in ballinger texas or just go to their website keystone.bank for all the information that's keystone.bank we'll wrap this whole thing up on the flip side it's the outdoor zone we are live in the bunkhouse and you can catch us 24 7 365 at the outdoor zone this is Michael Waddell with the Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. Welcome back. It is The Outdoor Zone. We are Live in the bunkhouse, Cody Ryan sitting with me, beefsteak, jack of all trades, twisting wires, making it happen. And TJ just sent us a picture. Did you get that beefsteak? Yes, there's snow on the ground. My gosh, it looks like he's at the North Pole. It looks like Santa should be, or a sleigh should be going across that bridge. Yeah, incredible, uh, man. I think he's at the North Pole having a conversation (laughs) with the fat man up there and uh, trying to talk him into maybe... Maybe to putting him back on the list. It's been a few years since he's been on the list. Trying to get a he's trying to get a KOZ started with those dang elves. You know, <laughs> you got all these elves up here. None that's, of them hunt or that's anything. Right? What do they do when they're not making toys? The rest of the year, oh. they should be oh, out hunting goodness. and fishing and enjoying God's. Great so he's in Colorado, and he'll be joining us again next week, hopefully. Because by golly, I'm going to the ranch. I, I am down to literally. Get this. I mean, I think I shot two deer last year, and I have maybe three or four rounds of ground meat left and maybe one roast. Like, wow. that's bad. I gave all. And I still had leftover from the year before as well that we used prior. Wow. So we burned through some deer meat around this house. I'm a, I guess I need to get me one of them two or three deer freezers. You need to have you know. two different freezers, one for yeah. your venison and one for your pigs. It's just a known fact I don't, these days. I don't kill enough pigs for that. I don't care about them hogs. Man, we we put some. Uh, there's nothing better than a than a hamburger, literally ham burger. That's yeah. Where well, I there is that is actually a thing, hamburger from hog. Yeah. From wild boar yes. is like supposedly the best hamburger it's in incredible. the world. I got just put thirty pounds of it in the uh well, in the freezer. 
And uh, maybe yes, I, I gave all my backstrap out to KOZ for last for the deer outdoor adventure last weekend. You gave all your backstrap out? I gave it all to him. I said, I'm going to hunt new this year. Here it is. I've been saving stuff for two years. I gave him eight backstraps. Okay. So it's kind of funny because I, I, it's funny how I used to hoard I know, those I prime cuts, right? Yes. And then you don't eat them. Right. Or like you look like at you them, rush, you rush to eat them at the end or whatever. Like you just did gave them away for a one Saturday cook off with a bunch of kids. Yeah. It, but you hoard it. Like it's something like it's gold it's or something. Prized now I just got to a point where I just start, I just, I just use it. Like if that's what I want to cook, don't tell me you don't, it. you don't grind it up though. Do you? No, 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 it, no, no. Okay. No. But I'll use it. I mean, I won't keep it like, Ooh, no, I'm saving that. Like it could be a Tuesday with just my wife and daughter and me and I'll cook backstrap. Like I, it used to be like, I'm waiting for, you know, yes. people to come right. over. Well, Special nobody occasion. comes over, or, you know, you don't got anybody impressed. So we just, we just eat it. And it's so funny that we would hoard that. I, I can't believe you had eight backstraps. That's ridiculous. What do you mean ridiculous? You never... Well, what were you saving it for? Well, you know, just like what you talked about. It's like gold. <laughs> you know, you're like, just okay, start I'm using put... it. And I put it in the, the door of the freezer to keep it separate from all yeah. the others. So no one can just accidentally pick it out. You know, just, just use it on like a Wednesday next time and see how much, how much better your venison I mean, we've had some excellent meals because I started using the good cuts <laughs> instead, of, instead of just limiting my family to the ground meat. So oh, that's hilarious. It's been fun. Hey, I was going to mention, before we get too far, there was an article that came out this week uh, out of Wisconsin that says, deer hunting is not just a pastime, but a cherished tradition for many outdoor enthusiasts. However... This exhilarating activity comes with physical challenges and potential health risks that every hunter must address before uh, address to ensure their well-being in the great outdoors. It goes through this whole list of, you know, how tracking and uh, field dress, all these things can be tough during deer season, right? You know, this activity, not... It, not even talking about like an elk hunt in the Rockies or anything. This is yes. just regular old deer hunting. Hunting often involves prolonged periods of exertion, which can put a significant strain on your cardiovascular system. And they see a lot of heart attacks and increase <clears throat> heart rate and blood pressure due to that and heart related issues. <laughs> and then I thought about the irony. The irony that beefsteak, you, opening weekend, went out to the deer lease, did your hunting thing, having put off heart surgery because of deer season. You put it off an extra week so you could go out to the ranch and yeah. do opening weekend without having to recover from heart surgery. Yeah, it was bro. You did it backwards, according to this article. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, it was kind of funny because uh, the electrocardiologist was all right. We need to get you in as soon as possible. He took me in, sat me down with the people that schedule, and said, "Okay, get him in." My first appointment. I don't know what it is, but get him in there. And so, 
uh, they brought it up. They said, well, the first appointment is next Wednesday, November 1st. And they looked at me, and I kept looking at my phone and looking down, and I kind of hem-hawed around. and said, so what's the recovery on this? And they're like, mm, we'd like to say three, four, maybe five days of light duty. I'm like, oh. And I just sat no there. Bucks. I just sat there. <laughs> and they're like, you seem hesitant. What's wrong? I said, well, deer season starts on Saturday morning. <laughs> and I wouldn't be recovered by then. And so I like, uh, and I said, so what about next Wednesday afterwards? And they're like, well, actually we do have. And then the conversation came up. You should probably call your wife. Before oh we make gosh. this decision. So she's like, uh, yeah, yeah. can you believe that? Well, following that, I don't know why I'm asking you this, but Beefsteak, give us your uh, advice for the week or well, whatever. Here's my advice for the week is that even NPR, and we know what NPR is, even they had to admit that when a Pogno guests, which were the Indians, to the first Thanksgiving ever, they brought five deer with them that they hunted and was on the on the menu. And the English brought fowl, probably waterfowl, ducks, and probably turkey, too. But what did the Indians bring? They hunted multiple days and brought five deer. So for your Thanksgiving, if you want to have it as a true Thanksgiving, you got to put venison on the table like the OGs did. And only bring five deer if it's legal in your state or county or whatever that <laughs> is. Joshua 1.8, never stop speaking about the instruction scroll. Recite it day and night so that you can carefully obey everything written in it. Then you will accomplish your inject objectives and you will succeed. That's Joshua 1.18. Maybe read up on that, live it, love it, learn it. Hey, on behalf of TJ, it is Sunday, and I want to encourage you to find a ch uh, church of your choice this week. Folks, get outside, take a kid with you, get them out into the great outdoor zone. You can find out how to get a kid involved in the outdoor zone, or maybe you want to find a way to give back, whether financially or or give back as far as yourself and and do and uh, volunteering then and making a difference in the outdoors. Well. You need to check out kidsoutdoorzone.com. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Beefsteak, for sticking with me and hanging out. And uh, thank you to TJ for that wonderful picture from the North Pole. <laughs> from Santa. And we'll see you next week. Hopefully, I'll be at the ranch and start filling that freezer up there at the in-law's place. I like to shoot all their deer. You know, they just taste better when you shoot somebody else's deer. So hey, this I'll week, I'm going I'm to plan on weekday hunting. I've taken two weeks off, and in November I'm taking a week, in December, during the week, not the weekend. Yeah, that's the only way to do it, I'm telling you. These deer are smart, and you're going to see a lot <laughs> more deer. All right, it's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Thank you for hanging out. Tune into the podcast. Catch us same place, same time next week. Regulators, let's mount up. up.